Well, good evening and welcome to Christ United Reformed Church. It's good to be with you on this Christmas Eve and to be able to read from God's Word and sing together. Um, Just a reminder of what God's Word teaches us regarding the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and this is in your bulletin as well. Uh, But in Article 17 of the Belgic Confession, we confess that we believe that our good God, by His marvelous wisdom and goodness, seeing that man had plunged himself into both physical and spiritual death and made himself completely miserable, set out to find him, though man trembling all over was fleeing from him, and he comforted him, promising to give him his son, born of a woman, to crush the head of the serpent and to make him blessed. And in the Heidelberg Catechism, regarding the Incarnation, we read these words, what does it mean that he was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, that the eternal Son of God, who is and remains true and eternal God, took to himself through the working of the Holy Spirit from the flesh and blood of the Virgin Mary, a true human nature, so that he might also become David's true descendant, like his brothers in all things except for sin. How does the holy conception and birth of Christ benefit you? He is our mediator, and in God's sight he covers with his innocence and perfect holiness my sin in which I was conceived. So we do gather together this evening to remember and to rejoice that God has fulfilled his promise to save his people and sent his son Jesus Christ into the world to save us from our sins. So we gather to hear from God's word and to respond with joy, singing songs of praise to our Savior, who is Christ the Lord. So our God calls us to his worship this evening with these words from the book of Isaiah. Sing, O heavens, for the Lord has done it. Shout, O depths of the earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains, O forest, and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and will be glorified in Israel. Let us stand together that we might hear our God's blessing this evening. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. And he greets us this evening with these words from the book of the Revelation. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is coming, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn from among the dead, and the ruler of the kings on earth. Amen. Let's go to our God now in a time of prayer and ask him to bless our service. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, when you sent your angel to the shepherds on that first Christmas, his first words were, fear not. And we confess that we fear many things. We fear death, your judgment, the world, and the devil. But the angel announced the Savior who would free us from fear. Not a word was said about our merits and works, but only about the gift we receive. And when we see nothing but sheer blackness around us, we have this gospel light that unto you is born this day a Savior. We thank you for him, Father, and we know that this Savior will help us when all else fails. When the heaven, the stars, and all creatures glower, we see nothing in earth and heaven but the child who was born as your King, your beloved Son who came into this world in a stable and was placed in a manger because there was no room for him elsewhere. And he did that so that heaven heaven might be open to us, not as a temporary lodging, but as our eternal country and inheritance, that angels might receive us into their abode, and that we would dwell with you there forever. May we remember our Savior and King by your Spirit and the Word tonight, to your honor and glory. And hear us, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing now our opening carol, Joy to the World. All the songs are printed in the bulletin, so all the readings and the songs are there. But if you want to sing from the hymnal, it's number 299. So let's sing all the verses of Joy to the World. 
course, the Christmas story really begins all the way at the beginning, and so our first lesson is from Genesis 3, verses 1 through 15, uh, that recounts the fall of mankind and also the first promise of a Savior. So we read in Genesis 3, verses 1 through 15, Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but God said you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked." And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall bruise his heel. Let's sing our second carol, number 314, God rest you, merry gentlemen. We'll remain seated while we sing.
read from our second lesson about the promise that was continued to be proclaimed, this time to Abraham. And so we read that in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, and Genesis 15, 1 through 6. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Then in Genesis 15, 1 through 6, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, this man shall not be your heir, your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord and he counted it to him as righteousness. And we know that Jesus is the fulfillment of that promise that was made to Abraham, in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed As a descendant of Abraham's Christ comes into the world. So we want to sing our second carol together, Silent Night, Holy Night. We'll stand together and we're going to sing this a cappella. So if you could just help us get started. So we'll stand together and sing all the verses in the bulletin of Silent Night.
Now we'll turn to our third lesson that comes from 2 Samuel 7, the promise that was made to David about a son that would rule on his throne. And so we want to read from 2 Samuel 7, verses 1 through 16. Now when the king lived in his house and the Lord had given him rest from all his surrounding enemies, the king said to Nathan the prophet, Now see now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells in a tent. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. But that same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Go and tell my servant David, thus says the Lord, Would you build me a house to dwell in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day, but I have been moving about in a tent for my dwelling. In all places where I have moved with all the people of Israel, did I speak a word with any of the judges of Israel? whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the, great, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may dwell in their own place and be disturbed no more. And violent men shall afflict them no more as formerly from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, I will discipline him with the rod of men With the stripes of the sons of men, but my steadfast love will not depart from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. And your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Let's sing our third carol, O Come All Ye Faithful. Remain seated while we sing number 319.
our fourth lesson from the prophet Isaiah, as God's revelation went on, we got a more and more clear picture of who the Messiah will be, and the prophet Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 7, 9, and 11 about the Christ who would come. So I want to read from his prophecy. So first from Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 14, again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz, ask a sign of the Lord your God, let it be deep as Sheol or high as heaven. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, and I will not put the Lord to the test. And he said, Hear then, O house of David, is it too little for you to weary men, that you weary my God also? Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And then Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as they are glad when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden and the staff for his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor you have broken, as on the day of Midian. For every boot of the tramping warrior in battle tumult, and every garment rolled in blood will be burned as fuel for the fire, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Then Isaiah 11, 1 through 5. There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his root shall bear fruit. And the spear of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And his delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide disputes by what his ears hear, But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his waist and faithfulness the belt of his loins. Let's sing our next carol together. O come, O come, Emmanuel. We'll stand together and sing all the verses of number 293.
seated. I want to read our fifth lesson from Psalm 132 and from Luke chapter 1. Uh, just as the promises of God have made it into our songs, so also the promises of God made it into the songs of God's people. Um, and it's not surprising that that precious promise to David that God would raise up a son from him to rule on his throne over his people uh, was the subject of the Psalms and also the subject of New Testament praise as Zechariah picks up many of the same themes. That's why I want to read these two together. So Psalm 132 verses 11 through 18 and Luke chapter 1, verses 67 through 79. The Lord swore to David a sure oath from which he will not turn back. One of the sons of your body I will set on your throne. If your sons keep my covenant and my testimonies that I shall teach them, their sons also forever shall sit on your throne. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling place. This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provisions, I will satisfy her poor with bread, her priests I will clothe with salvation, and her saints will shout for joy. There I will make a horn to sprout for David, I have prepared a lamp for my anointed, his enemies I will clothe with shame, but on him his crown will shine. And his father, that is John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show the mercy promised to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people and the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Let's sing from number 322, verses 1 and 2, and verses 4 and 5. We'll remain seated while we sing, Once in Royal David City.
of the blessings, I think, of going through a service like this is we see the progressive nature of God's revelation that, as people have said, it's like watching an acorn become an oak tree. When it starts out as an acorn, it's hard to imagine it could ever become an oak tree, but it does over time. And likewise, the gospel, as it goes on, the truth of Jesus Christ becomes fuller and more easy to understand. And in the New Testament, we get the clearest picture of who our Lord is as his birth and his coming into the world is revealed. And so we want to read our sixth lesson now from the New Testament, from the Gospels of Luke and Matthew. Uh, so we'll read from Luke 21, 26 to 38, and Matthew 1, 18 to 25. In Luke 1, 26 to 38, we read, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And Gabriel came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Then Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Now the birth of Jesus took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Uh, let's read our next, let, our, let's sing our next carol together, What Child Is This? And we'll remain seated while we sing. <clears throat>
read our seventh lesson from Luke's gospel, the famous account of Christ being born from his gospel. Uh, Luke was a historian and gathered together all of the facts, and so this is a complete account that's given to us by him, and so we want to think about the birth of our Lord from Luke's gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger." because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised... He was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. This is a great message that comes to shepherds uh, at the end of this story, and it's fitting that it comes to shepherds. Abraham was a shepherd. David was a shepherd. Um, God has worked through shepherds. God has called himself consistently throughout the scriptures the shepherd of his people. And so it's only right that shepherds would get the first announcement of the coming of the Savior into the world. The Savior who is Christ, he is the one who's been anointed by God to be his people's prophet, priest, and king. He is the Lord himself come in the flesh to save his people. And for all of those years, there was announcements of one who would come, who would come later, Um, but now there is this announcement, he's here. Unto you is born this day in the city of David, which was nearby to them, the Savior who is Christ the Lord. And that's what we remember this year, the Savior who has come, who has come into the world and saved us from our sins by his cross. And so let's sing our next carol together, Angels We Have Heard on High, number 318, and let's stand together and sing all the verses of 318.
If you're not a Latin scholar, Gloria in Excelsis Deo is just Latin for glory to God in the highest. Um, it's a reminder that that's the way it became famous to a lot of people from the Latin Vulgate. Of course, it's in Luke's Gospel in Greek. The shepherds probably heard it in Aramaic. Um, it's, it's a universe. My dad would probably have said the angels sang it in Dutch. Um, but we know that God gives us his word to us in all the languages that we speak, that we might make, he might make his word known clearly to us. So we can be thankful that we have the gospel in our own language and that we can hear that wonderful, glorious truth, glory to God in the highest. Let's close in prayer together. Let's pray. Merciful Father, you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten Son, that he who was rich became poor for our sakes. The eternal word made flesh, a great light shining in the darkness. Only because of your word and spirit have we seen that light and been drawn into his brightness. So give us the grace humbly and joyfully to receive your Son, even as the shepherds and wise men who welcomed him, and to look no further for our redemption than to Christ who was once that child lying in a manger. This we pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let's stand together and sing our closing carol. Hark the herald angels sing, number 311. We'll sing all the verses of number 311.
certainly hope you all have a blessed Christmas and go with your God's blessing. So people of God, lift up your hearts now to the Lord and receive his blessing. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. People of God, go in peace.